Thank you for joining me today. I'm excited to, to bring you the, the message today because we're going to talk about a, a very familiar story. And it's the story of Jonah. I, I know that really the story of Jonah is often a child story. But the truth is it has a, a message for us as adults. It talks about a missionary. Matter of fact, I want to look at the missionary Jonah and I want to look at the missionary Nahum. Both of them prophets. Both of them delivering a pointed message to the people of Nineveh. We're going to find out that Nineveh was a, a great city, a wealthy city, but a wicked city. And what took place is an incredible story of, of revival. The heart of a missionary. What makes a person a missionary? But I'm going to look at this story, and I've called this message 150 years from now, and you'll see why. Because first the prophet Jonah will come and preach judgment, God's judgment on Nineveh and how the people of Nineveh, the wicked city, respond. And then a faithful prophet, Jonah wasn't faithful, but Nahum was a faithful prophet, and he has to preach to the same city the same message of God's judgment. Join us in the study now. In Genesis chapter 6, God allowed Noah to preach 120 years. I think he did it all in one message. No. <laughs> but I, I mean, 120 years he got to preach. But it was a, a message about judgment. Every Sunday you can just hear him say, I know there's going to be another message on judgment. And, and guess what? When judgment came, only Noah's family was in the ark. Wow. You see, it's not fun to preach on judgment, but if it's truth, we've got to preach it. It's, it's never fun to correct, is it? Recently, some of you know, I went into the doctor, and, uh, and uh, I didn't want him to give me a, a fuzzy diagnosis. I wanted the truth. Let me tell you this, the truth hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so he gets the knife out. But I'd, I'd much rather have him get the knife out and take out what's bothering my shoulder and what's bothering my head than 10 years later say, you know, I just didn't want to ruin your day. And so the flood was a message of judgment and God gave warning before them. Exodus chapter 12, we just sang a song about it. And the, the death angel came through Egypt, every firstborn. It said this, every house in Egypt had someone die, including Pharaoh's household. But God gave a warning before it occurred. And you know what? In Revelation chapter 6, the tribulation is a, the judgment of God on this earth. And the Bible tells you how you can get out of the judgment of God. Now, I don't know about you. Have you ever had a coach mad at you? Have you? Uh, do I know him? Okay, yeah. Hey. Carson, you ever have a coach mad at you? A teacher mad at you? A principal mad at you? Yeah, he said that. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Scotty. Hi. Yeah, but you know what? Isn't it better? Isn't it better to hear about it ahead of time? Because there's a warning. Listen, God is holy. And God's going to bring judgment and is going to judge sin. And, and, and we've got to know that. Isn't it better to know ahead of time that judgment's coming? And so that's what God does. And so this is really a, a book about judgment. 
God's warning of judgment was going to be to, to Nineveh. And, and our, our message has got to be one of judgment, but warning of judgment. Isn't that wonderful? And so here's what his message is. If you, if you have your Bible, look at Jonah chapter 1. And he said, go and say this to Nineveh, for their wickedness is great is come before me. Now, I don't think Jonah was very happy about that. And, and let me tell you a couple of reasons why. Number one, Jonah decided that he didn't want to go to Nineveh and deliver a message of judgment. Next, the people of Nineveh, they, they were a wealthy, wealthy, wealthy. You can't even imagine the wealth of them, but they were wicked. Here's what they're known for in history. They flayed nobles. They literally filleted them. They chopped off noses. They gouged out ears and eyes while you're still alive. They beheaded civilians and put their heads on a stake and lined the streets with it. These were mean people. So can you imagine going there and talking to them about their wickedness is great before God? Because you know what Jonah could picture? He could picture his head on one of those stakes. I'm trying to get on your good side because I want to, I want to deliver Jonah's message, but I, I just do not be filleted. But Jonah, matter of fact, Nineveh was so wicked and actually Nineveh had invaded northern Israel. My guess is when you look at his pedigree, my guess is that he had family that was killed by the, by the people of Nineveh. And so there's no doubt that he hated them. And, and God says, I want you to be a missionary to them. The only thing I can think of is ISIS. Can you imagine if God sent you to, to tell the people of ISIS that God's going to send judgment on wickedness? And you see, the, the problem is Jonah said, you know what, I, I don't want to do this. Even though he's a prophet of God, he still doesn't want to deliver the message of God. And what's interesting is that in Nineveh, they had a lot of gods, but one of them is Dagon, and he's half fish and half man. And you know what's going to happen to Jonah before the story's done. Yeah, he's going to get swallowed by a fish, and he's going to be all fish and all man. And not only that, the reluctance that he had... In the first verse, several times he said he, he didn't want to do it. He, he ran from the presence of God. This is about telling people about the gospel. Why don't we tell people about the gospel? Because you see, here's what I honestly believe. That unless a person receives Christ as their personal Savior, they're going to go to hell. That's the truth. That, that's the message of the Bible. We're not going to vote on whether we believe that or not because it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if we believe it. If it's the truth, then the truth is set by God, not us. But our, our job then is to believe the truth and to receive the truth. But you know what? Satan is the master of lies and he'll do everything he can to blind your eyes and your mind by the way, he blinds your mind as much as your eyes to the truth. And so why, why are we reluctant to give the gospel? Well, I think sometimes because we're afraid we'll look foolish. Or sometimes we don't have all the answers. 
I, I think Jonah even had a, another reason. Jonah's name means dove, and his father's name means truth. And so really, Jonah was called the son of truth. And, and the Bible says that we're to be as, as sheep in the midst of wolves, but we're to, go, we're to be as wise as serpents, as harmless as doves. And so I think we go forth of the message, and we don't have to have all the answers. But we do have the answer, and the answer is, is Jesus Christ. Now, let's look at this because, you see, when it comes to, to Jonah, and I'm not going to go through the details of, of all that took place. My guess is that you know what took place. Remember how he, he went into a ship, and the, and the ship went into a storm. And, and while Jonah is asleep in the bottom, the sailors are concerned. And they go down and say, if, if you've got a God, would you, would you mind praying to your God? And, and Jonah said, wow. He said, guys, I've I got to tell you, I'm, I'm the reason the storm is coming. And remember, before it's done, he, he, he volunteers, really. He says, throw me overboard. And the minute he does, there's peace on the sea. And Jonah's swallowed by a fish. And the Bible talks about the fact that he's in the fish for three days and three nights. And then... That's where the slogan came, you can't keep a good man down because the fish got so sick of his stomach having Jonah in there, he spit him out on the sea, on the bank. Jonah became fish food. And, and now, I mean, first of all, imagine the smell in a fish's belly for three days. Yeah, even your roommate can't match that smell. And so here he is, he's probably part digested, He's got seaweed on him. Okay, maybe some of you can tie with your roommate for the, yeah. Yeah, I see who you're looking at. Yeah. Okay. But it, it was horrible, wasn't it? And so God says, all right, Jonah, I haven't changed my mind. I want you to still go deliver the message of judgment to, to Nineveh. And, and so Jonah goes. He's not really happy. But, but here's what takes place. Look, chapter 3, if you have your Bible, look at this because it's, it's a classic. Chapter 3, verse 5. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the, greatness of, from the greatest of them to the least of them. For word came from the king of Nineveh and he rose from his throne. He laid his robe from him, covered himself with sackcloth, set in ashes. He caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king, his noble saying, let neither man or beast, herd or flock taste anything. Let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn everyone from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their works that they turned from their evil way and God repented the evil that he had said that he would do unto them and he did it not. What a story. What a story. Hmm. Wow. But the trouble is, the people of Nineveh believed God, but Jonah wasn't happy. Matter of fact, Jonah gets angry. And in the book of Jonah, chapter 4, verse 2, Jonah says, okay, God, he said, I knew you would do that. And that's why I didn't want to go. I, I knew I knew you're a merciful God, and so I, I would go there, and I'd have to preach to these people, and I hate them. And, and, yeah. 
And then a few verses later, after God, Jonah says, yeah, I deserve to be angry. And and he said, and I'm mad about it. He, he gets mad about a lot of that. Look at him pouting over here. Well, here's why I say that, because you see, here's the here's the problem with Jonah. You want to you want to know something about Jonah? Jonah was a failure as a missionary. And here's why. I, I may have skipped one slide too quick. Yeah. He didn't love the people that he was called to, to talk to. You know what? That's our problem. We, we look at people and, and we're going to try to predetermine whether or not they're going to receive the message. And sometimes we say, no, I, I don't think I'm going to get it. I remember, I, I pray, Lord, let whoever sits beside me in the plane be one that needs the gospel. And I was flying from California back this way several years ago. There was one seat left on the plane. The guy that came in that plane was huge. Okay. There wasn't an inch of his body that didn't have a tattoo. He looked like a coloring book. He smelled. One seat left in the plane. There he is, wedged in there. I got to tell you this. My habit is whenever someone sits down there, I always say, be happy to share what I'm reading today. And I'm always reading John 3.16. You know what he said? I knew it. He said, I, I knew God would do this to me. God had been preparing this guy. Sat down. He was an Indian. Wow. I was talking to a friend of mine in Chicago. I'll let you guess who it is. Won't put his name on this because it'll probably go out on there. He, he was mad because it was cold weather. And he ran out of propane and went to, to Menards. And he said, for me to go to Menards, he says, it's like going to a buffet. <laughs> you know, and, and so sure enough, the guy comes to help him out. And he says, hey, he says, do you like to read? The guy says, yeah. He says, well, here's a book. He says, oh, he says, you gave that book to me about six months ago. Just said, uh, my friend said, did you read it? He said, well, not yet. He said, man, he said, you, you, you got to do that. He says, you understand, the judgment of God's coming. And so the guy delivered the propane out to his car, and they sat there for 10 minutes. Jeff led him to the Lord. Uh, my friend led him to the Lord. <laughs> I have another friend that was, that was working out the why. Yeah, in a sauna. Here's a guy moaning, needing God. They, they get in the pool. He has a chance to tell them about Jesus. Why are we afraid to tell people? You want to know what it is? We don't love them enough. Yeah. Jonah didn't love the people of Nineveh. He hated them. Jonah said they deserve to go to hell. Hey, you want to know something? You deserve to go to hell. Why are you laughing? Because you deserve to go to hell. I deserve to go to hell. Yeah, you deserve to go to hell. But I don't want you to go to hell. I'm going to do everything I can so that you cannot go to hell. If you go to hell, you're going to have to jump over the old man's body. 
because I'm going to nag you until you want to know why I love you so much. I, I can't stand the thought of you going to hell. I, I don't know how to be more honest, guys. Do we really love people to the extent we don't want them to go to hell? I've already talked to Scotty. I said, Scotty, I don't know who I'm going to pick on next year because every message I, I try to pick on Scotty. Yeah. So far, I'm 100%, aren't I? I got a suggestion. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I'll get him. Yeah, he's, he'll be my volunteer for next year. Because you want to know what? I don't want you to go to hell. Look, I, I guys... I would rather warn you. I'd rather even have you mad at me than to have you go to hell. And Jonah didn't love these people. Hey, that's the problem. It's really easy to look at people and say, ah, let them go to hell. That's what Jonah said. Can you imagine that? This guy was a missionary. This guy was probably writing a book. This guy was a preacher. This guy probably had a live stream ministry. But he didn't love people. Hey, what about you? Are you walking by people that are going to drop into hell? And Jonah could have cared less. Well, the Bible says that Nineveh was a heathen city. And there were heathen men on the ship. And there was a heathen king. And all these repented. But guess what? The prophet Jonah, no, he was, he was mad. And, and, and we can be the same way. If we're not careful, we can be exactly the same way. Let me tell you about another story. It's a well-known story, and it has a, a really neat personal application, at least for me. You remember the five missionaries that were killed as they went to Ecuador? Well, I do, because my father was friends with three of the five. And so I remember the day that we got the news that these five men had been killed in the prime of their life. Prime of their life, they decided to go to Ecuador. And they had made contact, radio contact with, it, with a tribe. And they felt like they were making some progress. And so they, they went there and they landed that plane and these five young men get out and they never returned. Later they would go there, about a day or so later, they would find their, their bodies with spears in them. Can you imagine? And... And the testimony of, of Jim Elliott, married to Elizabeth Elliott, is particularly haunting to me. Because they show pictures of, of this tribe of Indians that they, they started to make friends with. They even gave them a, a model airplane. And, and all seemed to be going well. But what was it that, that caused this judgment to come? And let me tell you, it, it took the, the evangelical world by surprise. But, but the story of, of Elizabeth Elliott is, is really striking. Because after the death of her husband, she and the sister of, of Nate Saint, called Rachel Saint, they decided, you know what? We can't let this tribe go without telling them the gospel. Is that, is that what would have been your burden if, if your husband was killed? And so she did everything she could to contact anyone associated with that tribe. And she finally found one lady from a tribe next to them. And that lady said, they're savages. Matter of fact, that was the name of the tribe was Savage. And, and so, you know what? These two ladies begin to meet with this one single Indian lady to learn the language because they were determined to go back there and give them the gospel, even though they killed a brother and a husband. 
two years later, they found two other ladies. The ladies went back in and said, they want to visit you. The tribe said, all right, let them come. Would you have come? Would you have gone? And Elizabeth Elliot, in her own words, says the, the real test of faith was she said, my baby, born just after Jim was killed, strapped that baby on her back. She and the sister of one of the other murdered missionaries went back in, met the tribe, and began to win them to Jesus. You want to know why? She loved him. You see, we walk through Walmart. We walk through life. We walk everywhere. Do we love people? Do, do we care they're going to hell? If you haven't received Christ as your Savior, my friend, you're on your way to hell. I don't know how to tell you that any, any plainer or simple. And, and Jonah, I, my guess is he probably had a, a really good book on about how to be a missionary. But he was a failure. And you know what? If you're alive today in America and you're not telling people about Jesus, you're a failure. I, can I be more plain than that? Now, I want to go. Here's our message. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should never perish but have everlasting life. I don't know about you. That's a pretty good message, don't you think? Anyone here? Can you think of a better message to deliver? Jonah had to talk about judgment. We get to talk about, about Jesus on the cross being judged already for our sins. Well, God's mercy. Here's what he said to, to Jonah. Jonah was pouting. He said, God, I, that's why I didn't want to go. Because I knew that you would, cha you would change when I gave them the message, the hard, terrible message. I walked three days across the city saying God's going to judge you. I, I knew you wouldn't do it. The people repented. The king repented. He should have been the happiest guy in the world. But guess what? Jonah got mad, began to pout. Matter of fact, you know what? Here's what's incredible. He says twice, he says, I wish I could die. Oh, poor Jonah. I'm embarrassed. And so God sends him a gourd to, to shade him. And, and then the gourd withers up and Jonah's mad again. He says, I told you I should have died. You know what? Sometimes as Christians, we can be pretty fickle. Well, you know what's, what's interesting? The end of the story for Jonah is written in the Bible. You ever wonder what happened to Jonah? Because you see, one thing is this. Maybe Jonah, as bad as he wanted to die, maybe he went out and committed suicide. You shouldn't have said that. Say, good, we got rid of him. Maybe he repented. I gave this as an assignment to my students. And on the way out, I'm, I'm going to have you take one. Because this is a really positive one. Because I don't know if Jonah, maybe Jonah repented. Or maybe Jonah just became a bitter old man. But you know something? You're going to write the end of your story.
Because I'll tell you this, if you escape hell, you, won't, you will not be happy until, until you've told someone about Jesus. That's what, that's what I know. I know this. I deserve to go to hell. And I know this, that on the cross, Jesus died for my sins. And I don't have to go to hell today, not because I'm good. I don't have to go to hell today because Jesus is perfect. That's the only way. And so I'm going to hand that out later because I, I got a couple of things I, I want to cover. And here's what it is. You see, the end of the story is not told in the book of Jonah. So you read the little story that one of my students wrote. I think it's fantastic. And, and you write your own story. But I'm going to go 150 years later. 150 years later, there's another prophet. His name is Nahum. And his mean, name means consolation. Consolation for the people of Israel. And guess what? The central theme of this little book is the city of Nineveh. Nineveh was a, a huge, prosperous city. Probably of all the cities mentioned in the Bible, it may be the wealthiest city next to Babylon. And this incredible city had a, a, a really mean king. And every time he wanted something, he'd go and he'd beat up on the, on the children of Israel. He just loved doing it. It was his favorite hobby. And so 150 years later, God has to call another prophet, Nahum by, by name, and he goes, and guess what the message is? Judgment. And he says, he says, I'm going to give comfort to the people of, of Israel because an invasion's coming, but I'm also going to warn the people of Nineveh that judgment's going to fall on your city. Sound familiar? But the trouble is, in this little prophetic book the people of Nineveh didn't repent and so God says he says I'm going to punish the enemies of God I'm slow to punish you see that's why people think that God's never going to punish he's so patient he said I, I don't like power to punish you I'm sure to punish you he said I'm going to send storms I'm going to send tornadoes I'm going to dry up seas and rivers I'm going to I'm going to dry up food. I'm going to give earthquakes. He said, I can do everything I can to get your attention. I want you to know that God's going to bring judgment. And guess what? Well, this beautiful city had so much charm, it didn't repent. Now, here's the difference. Jonah was a disobedient prophet, and Nahum was an obedient prophet. And God's love and mercy, they became an obedient nation, and God spared them. And under Nahum, the obedient prophet, they continued to disobey, and judgment came. You want to know why I say that? Because in America, guess what? If we don't repent, God's going to bring judgment. Here's why. Because, you see, it's really about truth. For the sake of time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. But I, I shudder for America. Because you see, truth, th this is the most precious commodity. And th the truth doesn't change. But things are changing radically in this world. God, God has not changed his mind about right and wrong. God has not changed his mind about what sin is and what sin is not. God has not changed his mind about the fact that he will punish sin. If you have sin that has never been judged by God, then you will be judged by God for your sin. Or you can also say this, 
God, I know I'm a sinner, but when Jesus died on the cross, he died for my sin. And so when you receive Christ, guess what? God has already judged Jesus for your sin. Mm -hmm.